What's up, guys? I'm Brian Barrett, the host of Off the Pike, where we cover everything in Boston. We have a mix of great guests from the ringer. Bill comes on to get his Boston sports fix in, plus KOC, Michael Pina, Justin Verrier, and Nora Princiati. Plus, we have some great beat reporters here locally. Julian McWilliams on the Sox, Brian Robb on the Celts, and Andrew Callahan on the Pats. Plus, we talk to some of the biggest names in Boston, like the manager of the Red Sox, Alex Cora. We have episodes three times a week, Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So make sure to follow Off the Pike on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Hey, welcome to Ikea, where even this desk is circular. Huh, how so? Looks pretty rectangular to me. It's because we're always looking to repair, reuse, and we love our products, like buying back your Ikea items for store credit, or shop our as-is section for great deals. You can even order free spare parts. Get on the circular path for a more sustainable future. Still a rectangle. Get started at ikea-usa.com slash circular. Visit ikea-usa.com slash circular for as-is information and buyback and resale terms and conditions. Spare parts not available for all products. All right. We are back. All right. <laughs> I just learned Carlos has access to our Google Sheets. So you see what I wrote on, on line eight. Tell Carlos to shut up so we can start recording. So Actually, what you said was tell Carlos to shut up so we can start recording. We start after we start. <laughs> see, that was a joke, though. Deleted. Carlos Delete didn't that. even notice. Um, I, I'll be honest. I am so sick of this subject. Are you so excited to be here? Is that what you were about to say? Oh, yeah. I know. Otherwise, <laughs> God, can you believe he has a pod and he said he wasn't excited? If you haven't learned this by now, guys, you get exactly what I'm thinking and feeling that day. There's no sugarcoating of bull crap or anything else. I am actually excited to talk today. It's been a week off. Oh, that's nice. I'm excited to be here. If I'm not excited, I'm going to tell you that you're still going to get the podcast. Yeah. I hate these people who are like, you know what? You should be happy every day. You know what? You should shut up. <laughs> have you heard of the term fake it till you make it? I don't believe in that. I have, and I think it's absolute garbage. I'm not saying you have to change who you are or what you That's think. That's exactly just, what faking it till you I'm, make it is. I'm saying all you have to nope. do is put on just a layer of, you know, a new, put on a new personality type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Don't get biblical Do you know with what me. I'm trying you to shut say your here? mouth. That's all I'm that saying. That attitude died yeah. when Mr. Rogers died. That's when it went uh. the window for me. Don't talk Mr. about that. Mr. Rogers' I'm still whole grieving. family got massacred before a show Wait, once. What? He came walking in, put on his cardigan, and had a great day. Is that Faking true? Until he, no. <laughs> okay. He never family, did he? <laughs> I, yeah, he was definitely married. Is I he didn't dead? know about that. Yes, he's dead. God. He was a great guy, by the way. Oh, what a, what a starting off. Humanitarian. Strong. Okay, we have to talk. I, it's amazing we're doing this. We are talking mm -hmm. about repacks again. Well, everybody's talking about this. This is the hobby subject at this moment. I've heard some terrible takes. I've also heard some reasonable takes, very few. And mm -hmm. you heard this when I came in. That was how I spent most of my morning mm -hmm. watching, um, especially backyard. I have some takes on this. I think it you'll is, hate. 
Fine. That's good. Okay. We'll we'll fake it till we make it be happy. (laughs) It's amazing to me how many people reference backyard so explicitly and don't say their name. It makes me angry. If you're talking about them, which most of these takes were, just say who they are. Oh, okay. okay. By the way, I've spoken to Nick off air from backyard. Nick is this, I think he's the CEO. I don't know. He doesn't actually break though. He's not on camera. Correct. But Nick, I think is the business end of that. He's the, him and Grant are brothers. I gotcha. Uh, I, I've offered this in the past. I'll offer this today before we even say anything. He knows this. If you ever want to come on and talk and give your side, fantastic. You're always welcome. No mm-hmm. problem. Um, but that's who everybody's talking about the repacks with. Just come out and say it. Yes, and so absolutely. I have, I have a lot of thoughts about this. That What set me off though, not even set me off, but what interested me, C. Blaise, I still don't know the kid's name and I feel bad because he's actually one of the basketball guys at in Atlanta. Oh, uh-huh. Yep. Um, I do know it now. That's Chad. That would make sense with a C. Well, Chris is a more common name than Chad. So, mm. hey, Carlos, literally, <laughs> I need you to look up more popular name, Chris or Chad. It's not even going to be close. Um, he made a video the other day. Okay. Can you play the video? Can yep. we do that legally? Yeah. It's not copywritten or anything. He tagged us in, which I thought was funny because he didn't know any, he had no idea who we were when we met him with the Mojo guys at the National last year. That's well, fine. you'll notice he tagged, a, he tagged like 18 people or something. That's why everybody's talking about this, I think, is because. Not Smart only, move. And he has a huge yeah. following. He's got like 30,000 followers or something. Yeah. By the way, another kid, though, doesn't say any names. Can you pause this as we play it? Because I'd like to react. I think so. Okay. We're going to try. Uh, I'll, oh, I'll give it a shot. Celsius um, is coming up. Oh, dear Lord. Here's the Ooh. thing, though, before we do start this, in case anyone's not familiar, if you're first or new to the hobby, whatever the case, should repack I, is I essentially... This? Repack is essentially okay. all you're doing is you're taking cards that are from other products and you're putting them into individual... A lot of people just put it into a box and then they sell uh, a spot. So you get, say, you sell 100 boxes, you get spot 78, and whatever card or cards are in that box, that's what you get. It's the people who put these boxes and sell them, they're typically the ones who make them and they know what's in them. It's taking out some of the randomness that you're getting from just going to the store and buying a hobby box or or a, a blaster or whatever the case is. And that's where some of the speculation comes into. Are you being scammed by a repacker? Because technically you could be. I mean, they're the, they know, unlike when you go to the store, not even Panini would know what the store, like the box on the shelf would have in it. Right. These guys do. All right. So, yeah. So you're opening up. Yeah. So there are so a couple just uh, additions to that. So I buy 20 basketball cards or 30 football cards. I put them in 30 different boxes, mm-hmm. 32. A lot of guys will make it where each team is represented. Then you do a random team break still. A lot of guys mm-hmm. will still do these break style, not just, hey, Jesse gets box 52, Mike gets 53, Carlos gets 54. Mm-hmm. By the way, Carlos, let me know those numbers on Chad and Chris <laughs> when you get a minute. Um, you don't have to. So, it could be Carlos. So, so it actually. could be both both directions. Uh, personal boxes or just that. Although a lot of guys do them as personals as well, but the majority that I've seen, in, and in general, how backyard breaks, who we're talking about mostly, we're just going to name them, um, that is how they do it. Like they do a random team break based on the repack product. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah, you have an idea. So yeah, if you would, but yes, they make their own stuff. You'll see them at a lot of the big car shows. They were here in Nashville. They buy a ton of inventory because uh, that gets alluded to in this video. I saw that happen firsthand in Nashville. Yeah. They were clearing off tables. All right, let's go ahead and play. And here we, we go. go. Pause it as we need to. A lot of the people that you used to think are big breakers, they're actually not anymore. Okay, pause that. That's actually a valid point, right? Not that they're not big breakers, because I would argue Backyard still outsells almost everybody on the planet. They're mm-hmm. still the top 0.1% of breakers in terms of revenue. But I have noticed, as have other people, so their exclusive selling on whatnot, 
I'm assuming there's a contract in place. And I actually heard from a source that they knew, I, but I, I didn't verify, so it doesn't matter. But exclusive on whatnot, mm -hmm. they stream on Twitch and they stream on TikTok. And YouTube. Oh, I didn't know that. But they're selling exclusively mm -hmm. on whatnot from what I've seen. Okay. Um, so the thought of like, they're not big breakers. Big breakers in the sense that they're not breaking 50 cases of this. They do with Panini. They still break a ton of Panini product. But mm -hmm. they are, like, I would actually love to know the split on revenue of what they sell that is sealed product from Panini and Tops and what is revenue from repacks. I bet it's, oh. I bet it's over half repack now. Well, at this, yeah, that's at the thing. This point, at, like you said, at how, this point. And that would make sense because they're not on Fanatics Live. And if you're exclusive on whatnot, I can't imagine they're getting much product from Fanatics and Tops anymore because you're exclusive with a competitor. I've heard that unofficially from multiple people. I happen to think it's true. But I'm not going to say that that's just absolute fact. But to me, it seems pretty credible. The other thing I've noticed, the few products they have been very heavy with, they broke a ton of Definitive. Mm -hmm. But Definitive was offered to the public on the Topps website. That would make sense. Okay. So and this is not a shot at them by any means, but that's kind of what Chad is, is referencing here. Anyways. They're turning into repack companies. So I'm going to go over what a repack is versus a break. A break is when you take a product made by Panini, Topps, Leaf, one of those companies, manufacturers, you run it 30 spots, eight spot divisional, whatever. You take that product and you open it and you give it to the end consumer based on the spots that they bought. A repack on the other hand is when a breaker goes out there to a card show, eBay, a breaker's buying cards on the secondary market in order to put it in a product that they make themselves. And this is why a repack is bad. It hurts the okay, card show. Hold on. <laughs> I actually didn't mind his take in general. This next part is the most, this is ridiculous to me. Okay. So he is saying- this Wait, 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 let, let him say yeah, it. Go then, ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Because they're paying the strongest percentage. A lot of the repackers pay 80, 90, even 95%. And me, a person who just wants to go out there and buy some singles at 80, 85%, the dealers won't sell it to me because the repack- Okay. Just to be- I was confused on this part. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna make some semblance of a point after this, but, but just to be clear, if I'm a dealer, I'm going to sell to this kid for 80% so he can make money, or I'm going to sell to the repack guy for 90 or 95%. Which of those is better for the economy of a card show? Jesse Gibson. Oh, uh, the higher one. Yeah. More money coming to a dealer because it is a proven fact, by the way. Un historically accurate always. Dealers sell so they can go and buy more so they can sell more. It is a cycle. It's been like that since the dawn of time. The dinosaurs died because dealers stopped selling cards. That's what happened to them? Yeah, no oh. friggin' asteroid. But we got there. oil for it, so Great. maybe you could argue Gas good thing. it up, baby. So so this thought that it's a bad thing, first of all, why, why can, is that? That, that, doesn't make, that makes no sense. Well, can we also go back to the point of that they are doing this, the, this act of paying for things 90, 95? If the... Dealer would have sold to the average Joe at 80, 85%. Why am I not like what where is there proof that this guy's paying more for these cards? Like the repackers paying more for these cards so, okay. than the average Joe. Fair point. So first of all, it's speculation. Second of all, I've have actually talked to two of the deals in Nashville and they'd be like, dude, they paid 90%. But like, how do you like is is someone just going up with the, I'm a repacker. I would like to pay a little bit more than what everybody else is here no, is I going think, to pay. I, I think it's more of just we need inventory. We're gonna line all this up, give us a price. And whereas the one guy whose sole living is flipping those cards individually, mm -hmm. he has to be at 70, 80%. A repacker is going to make his own price. So if it's a little bit more, 
I think there's just a little less motivation to haggle because they just need the inventory. But I mean, also though, you're looking at the fact that, okay, now they're buying larger sums. Typically, the more you buy, the less you're getting it for. Again, that's where this point doesn't really make a lot of sense sure, to me. But, but it is true because I've heard it from dealers like, hey, the and specifically with the backyard guys, mm -hmm. not a shot at them. Hey, they came and cleaned up our table. The guys set up across from Brew in Nashville, both those guys sold their tables out almost entirely, they said, to, to the backyard guys. Like, dude, we gave them a price. We took a few bucks off. They bought it. They were thrilled. They mm -hmm. made a they made a ton of money at the show. That is liquidity in the card market, which right now is tough. Sure. They are then going to go out and spend. Because one of the guys was like, yeah, I literally spent the rest of the morning going up and buying stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. It's not a loss. It's a loss for this kid. He doesn't get to go out and buy stuff himself. But I've also never been. It's not like these guys are going into card shows and buying up 50 tables. Yeah. Absolutely. They find a couple tables. There's plenty of inventory, but go ahead. Anyways. Well, and I think the, the larger point too is even whatever they're paying, if it's 80, 90, 95, 100%, I think your point that it is still overall a good thing for the hobby that people are at least buying product. I mean, I, I agree. I'd I mean, rather why, a, wouldn't that, why would it I'd be I'd rather bad? a card sell for 90 than 80. So that point's laughable. Some of the other points are valid. And again, I'll same extension this. If this kid wants to come on and talk, fantastic. He's actually very involved in the hobby. Have at it. But that's are a paying, dumb point. Go a ahead. high number. So it hurts attendance at card shows in that up, way. Up, up, up. No, it doesn't. Nobody has ever said, I'm not going to go to a card show because a repacker is there. What are you talking about? The records were set at the national attendance this year. The Nashville show is bigger than ever. The Dallas show is bigger. The Atlanta show is going to, what? This is ridiculous. Not bigger than anything. You wanted passion and positivity. There you go. Write your freaking emails, people. That's a, that is a ridiculous point. Go ahead. Next. It hurts the end consumer because when the repacks pay 95%. Okay, time out. Time out. Now, this is a valid point. This part coming up is valid. I will say that. What do they need to charge now to make money themselves? They're putting it into a product at 140, 150% of the comp, which is absolutely insane. Who's paying for it? The end consumer. But not the end consumer at the card show and the singles guy. So it does not hurt that market at all. It is nothing but a positive for the... Okay, hang on a second here. Carlos, this is very important. Oh, my God. Carlos, I have the name info. Carlos, hop on right now, please. This oh is this God. is big. Chris and Chad, I'm going to say, oh, Chris is twice as popular as Chad for a first name. Carlos? Uh, so, okay, it's a little complicated because, you know, Chris Yeah, what is year? Like, well, I was going recent <laughs> baby you. names, basically, just because yep. okay. I felt like that was the easiest. Did uh, you see Chris Theodore on that list? Is my son's name on there? No, don't distract uh, him. I, Keep going, Carlos. Yeah, I don't Keep know. Going. I would have to look okay. it up. Uh, yep. But it's Excellent. complicated because Chris is like a variation. Like there's Chris, uh, there's Christopher, there's Christian. So I didn't know which exactly you wanted. Mm -hmm. But every single mm -hmm. variation is more popular than Chad. Chad's not in the Shut top up, Carlos. That feels good. Mute yourself. Get out of hey, here. Hey, Carlos, check out these notes. <laughs> Carlos is awesome. Hey, Carlos, look at line nine, buddy. That's for you. Okay. Thank you, Carlos. Appreciate the that. The end user at a car show is not adversely affected by repack at all. Now, here's the next thing I take. Well, unless you're thinking in the sense of like, I went there to get cards that I wanted, and now I don't have that card available to me. The, but that the could happen of, to anybody. Like, it could happen to another seller. I'm a buyer, and, and I go I, there and yeah. bought the card before you. Okay, well, because other buyers are there, they're adversely affecting me, another buyer, that's because what they I took mean. what I it, wanted it's, first. That's not real. That's, that's fairy tale. The other thing, though, too, is he makes notion of these guys are now putting in it at, uh, 140, 150% of comps. That is a negative to the end user who is buying the repack. No question. Oh, I think yeah. this is a huge negative. I didn't go through and comp everything, but I did sit and watch a couple backyard shows, and I did comp some of the cards. They are very selective. I'll be critical, then I'll then I'll throw some praise. 
They are very selective to say what the comp is while live, I've noticed. Which, quite frankly, I don't... I'm trying to look at this objectively. I actually think is smart. Like, if you're on there and you're hyping up cards over overboard, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this is a $500 card and everybody knows it's worth $375, that's a bad look. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're just like showing some excitement over a card because a guy got a banger, so to speak, mm -hmm. I can tolerate that better than the reverse of like, we're just making up the comp. But there's no question if I'm paying 90% and I'm then paying to package the product because all everything's packaged up, you know, the Vortex, the Flamethrower, I watched a bunch of these today. Then yeah, your profit is you marking the card up. I can see a downside for the end consumer there. You know why I don't care as much though? The end consumer there is buying into a break. Buying mm -hmm. into a break is to be done for entertainment purposes, never for ROI. Like realistically, you're not making your money back on any break anyways. So okay. I go into that. When I break, I go into that knowing it's literally a gamble. I'm going to have fun and throw some money around and probably lose, but I'll get to see some cool stuff. So do I love it? By no means. You shouldn't sell a $100 card for 150 bucks. But that's how the business model works. If everybody understands that and people still choose to do it, then again, and I'm not justifying, but I'm thinking to myself, why th that doesn't affect me at all. You know mm -hmm. why? I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. Period. So here's the thing. You have a different take, I think. I, I've, I have a much is more this, critical... Is the audio done, by the way? Can you um, say anything else? You take a look at these companies. A lot of them used to be breaking panini tops and leaf products. A lot of them have transferred, pivoted, moved on. I've searched the web. I think overall, that's a big negative for the hobby. Again, a lot hey, of the oh, my, my, only, my only last critique here, just say backyard. That, that's who everybody's saying, because they have made a massive shift from opening sealed wax mm -hmm. to repacks. Fine. So here's, a, here's one thing I want to do before I take uh, yeah, go. give my take. So there's another video that uh, you had also sent over that I wanted to play at least some of. Let this me, is from Backyard. I do want, let me preface this thing because my next statement's Backyard, then we can play it. Mm -hmm. I watched at least an hour of video today of these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Grant, and I don't know the other kid, the big dude with the beard. Say oh, what big, you, big dude Beardo. That was his name. Beardy right? McBeardster. Okay. Say what you want about that company. Oh, we hate, they get more hate than anybody in the, in the hobby. Some of it's probably deserved. But they a lot probably of it. also get a, a pretty decent amount of love too. As they should. I mean, quite frankly, they break more. They're more public than almost anybody. They have they have capitalized more on streaming, and they were earlier to do that than anybody else I know. I will say this, too, because I've been a little critical. There's not another breaker who puts on a better show. You you can hate what they oh, do. Yeah, they do. It, is, it, it maybe is not my style of entertainment. Mm -hmm. The dudes hustle the entire time. They're super engaged with the audience. There's music playing. There's multiple cameras. They've got a clean setup. They're talking. They're engaging. There's a bunch going on. There's a ton of giveaways. Yes, the retort there as well. They've baked the giveaways into the price. I don't care. They're still giving it away. They're still adding it in at the end. Mm -hmm. They did a new, like the two I saw that I was just sitting in the office to watch, they gave away a free box to every new user. It was like a $50 blaster. I don't care that they charge for that. The fact that they still did it is kind of cool. They put on a better show. I put on a better show for an older audience, just to be clear. I didn't hear a single freaking Springsteen song. I dominate the hits. Okay. Um, I do. I think they are better at breaking than almost anybody else I've seen. Okay. Let me play this video. This is them yep. talking. Uh, well, this is, this is Grant. Grant talking up the Vortex repack yep. that they just put out on Friday, yep. Black Friday. Today, boys and girls, is the biggest day in hobby history. First off, I would like to say kudos for being not in an echo chamber. Again, yeah. I think Seabless does just fine with his content, and I like him. He seems like a nice person. That was, the echo was brutal. Okay. The best box in the entire hobby, and I promise you that. If you don't believe me, just watch and listen. This box is $750, a Vortex. You know what's 750 bucks? An encased hobby 
2022. Okay, pause it. No, hang on. This is this is okay. my opportunity. That's not true. An encased box is $500. Currently selling. Okay. This, this was filmed four days ago. They were selling for $500. Okay. Uh, his point, though, you show me one $750 hobby box. It's not encased. I didn't look up what it is, but show mm -hmm. me one. In general, you were going to get more of an ROI from those boxes that he's talking about than, than the other ones. I guarantee. Like, Yeah, I mean, depending on which one, yeah. I would think that I would think that's right. On average, like if you did 10 of each, because yeah. like even if you don't hit the big hit in these vortex, you're getting a card worth. I think the floor was 200. Now, if that's like a real comp, or something, yeah. if it's a real comp, which I, I, I'm going to assume it is, mm -hmm. let's say it's a little exaggerated. So it's a $200 comp, mm -hmm. but even like my repack, if, if I do a round of black boxes at 500 and I say the floor is 150, the worst case scenario, then you're making 30% of your money back. That is better than the majority of sealed wax you will see. Sure. The, the major distinction being, though, and this was alluded to in the clip, then we can play the clip. We're not talking about people buying personals of these. We, we need to keep this in the context of I am buying a break spot. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I'm a collector who wants to buy my team and a PYT. They don't do a lot of PYT. No problem. I have no issue with that. Yeah. But that's the other thing. So those elements were left out. But go ahead. Actually, I don't I don't know how much more we need to play the video because the overall we'll idea that he goes on to say is pricing. that. Yeah, he says a picket auto would have cost you $135. Uh, Sam Howell would have cost you 130 bucks, or would have made you 130 Which bucks we've talked if about. you pulled out of in case. Right. I did look up some pricing. Yeah, if you pulled just like a non-number, just auto, that is roughly about what that is. So that, Which that is was sad, a little by the bit way. more You're pulling accurate. the number one, well, the number one quarterback is Purdy. His stuff was like two, three hundred, wasn't it? it? Like Purdy stuff is- Three or four hundred? Way, way, way more. Yeah, okay. it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, the there that point is valid in the sense of if you pull that specific card, yes, that card, that specific card is worth less than this number. But that's the same thing as me just saying- well, this is six and this is 10 and six is less than 10. Oh, you're missing like the point. You're, no, no, no. I think the point is he cherry picked the number to make it sound like, okay, well, the fact is there are other rookie cards in that, that of these players that you could have made much more money. But I do get that maybe it's a little bit more common so that that would be why he chose that. Well, and not a little bit. It is vastly, like a non-numbered RPA, there's probably 2,000 in the product as opposed to a gold that's numbered to 25 or 10. Well, the that's point the problem was, we don't really know that but, number, but yeah, that's fair. Well, but it's more than hundreds because there's some number to hundreds in that product. The point was, though, you could pull the Chase Rookie as a base RPA, which is a, which is a reasonably attainable hit. And, and we've made this point, by the way, in this year's football class in particular, 22 at least, unless it's Purdy, you're getting murdered. We, we've never really seen, the, but the box pricing has not reflected that. For base, yeah, I, I agree. But the, the issue that I start to have is when I feel like it is a, more of a cherry pick comment, because he goes on to say that there's going to be cards in this repack that they've done that the minimum is worth $230. The maximum is like $3,500. Mm -hmm. When you start off telling me the box of like comparing to a price of a box and you're off by 50%, you're saying the, seven, the 750 to, to the 500 for exactly. the encased comparison. Right? I start to really question, what Fair. am I, what, what are your comps going off of? What Fair. are you basing this off of? And then, so I go to their website and I'm like, all right, maybe I can at least get a little detail. <laughs> What's in these boxes? There's like a, if you go to the website, you want to buy one of these boxes, like one of the, the repacks, there's an info section. There's nothing in the info section. There, there's so absolutely I, no detail. I do hate that part. Like, I think there should be either a checklist 
or a con, like a confirmed like hey because because here's the other difference too. This is a major repack company like Backyard does a ton of these. When me and Eddie do black boxes or hut packs, it's hey we're, we're making one round of twenty five for tonight. Mm-hmm. Here's the twenty five cards. When you're making thousands of these a week, I, I would like to see yeah, and they're all just loose in boxes. They're never cased up. That part is a little questionable to me because it's like, well, do you know where that $3,500 hit is? I don't know. It's a, it's a small operator. It's not Panini. Yeah. So you, you know where these hits are, I would assume. That part to me is like, okay, I'd like to see these in a case run. Again, that's just me being critical of the operation. Whatever. Well, so I, I go on to like start looking a little bit more because this that Vortex thing, that Black Friday Vortex, I don't know how many they were, but they were selling at $750 and they did sell out. I assume, I mean- it had to have been at least 30 if it was going to be a per team. I thought it thing. was 100. But I thought, yeah. I thought, I thought I, I'd heard 100, but okay. Just but I couldn't, I couldn't show anywhere. And that's, again, that's the problem is I don't know anything about it. I can't find any actual detail about the the repack. But so I'm like, okay, maybe that was just a, a one-off thing. Let me just start checking some prices on other things that I can verify. So they have other hobby boxes for sale on their site. Let me just throw some numbers at you. 2020 Prism Football. Reselling on their site. Hey, by the way, is this a website or just a whatnot store? No, it's backyardbreaks.com. Oh, okay. I didn't know they had it. Okay. 2020 so, Prism. 2020 Prism. Hobby. Hobby. Football. Yep. So uh, Blowout Cards sells that for $2,250. they are selling it for $2,900. That's a 29% increase. 2018 Prism Football Hobby Box. Blowout has that for $1,650. They're selling it for $2,200. That's a 33% increase. 2020 Select Football. Blowout has that for $2,100. They're selling it for $2,900. That's a 38% increase. I think if you're buying from Backyard Breaks, you're doing it for a reason other than getting your money's worth. What is it? I, I don't know, but you're not going there to get your best value. That's for sure. You may be going there for the entertainment, to your point. Maybe they well, and I would enjoy also, what they're watching. I would also say no one's going there to buy personal boxes. Like those are listed just because they're listed. I, I, but I don't, the point is, if they are if they feel confident enough to, because, I mean, okay. the, remember the point you made yep. during the yep. C-Bless video about you can't, I don't think it's okay to sell something 150%. Fair. Right. Where where is that line though? Like where do you get to? Because I mean, at this point, they're selling it for what one hundred thirty eight percent. You know, like is that sure. okay? You know, where do we get to a point where yes, it's okay to make money on something, but it's not okay to price gouge, and that's what I feel they are doing. And and it's you look at um, there's an Instagram site that's now doing like comparisons oh, break of comp break comps, comp yeah. the break comp the break. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I, I like what they're doing. I'm glad that they're doing that, but they're consistently showing. That backyard is so much more than other competitors out there. And again, to your point, they've got a nice studio. They put out funny content. Their breaks are more energetic, maybe more entertaining. But you're not going there to get the best value. And to the point where it's like, man, is that questionable? That's my take. I guess then from as a business owner, if I can sell something, for $10 and the store down the street can only sell it for eight and people still buy it from me as a business owner. Do I have to sell it for eight? Well, that's why that's exactly the well, one. That's why it's an interesting, I, I wrote this down before we started. I get it. It, it, I'm, I'm honestly very much on the fence here because I, I mm-hmm. do. Part of me is like, Hey, if my guys are going to pay this and cause the other thing too, again, cause we're, I don't mind that we're critical, but I also want to be fair on the other side. I do think they give away 
And yes, that giveaway stuff is probably baked into the price of the brakes. I understand, mm -hmm. but I just don't care because they at least still do it. Mm -hmm. I, it's not that I don't care, but it is still, like that yeah. brake's going to sell out either way. I do think it's something when at the end of the break, like we just saw, hey, we're giving away seven mosaic blasters. It's not an end-all, be-all thing. They're 40 bucks, but but still, yeah. you're making an extra effort. Every first-timer, by the way, is getting something in this break. I just think they're better salesmen than most people. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I, I will buy my house. Like I, I buy investment properties. Mm -hmm. You know why I buy with Marlon, my guy? Because he presents things better than me. Mm -hmm. Are there times when I could probably get a better deal with other people? Maybe. Yeah. But I know what I'm getting here. And I'm happy with the service and maybe I'm paying a premium, but I have, I know where it's at. So I get some of that too. I, I do think there's some of that involved. My question came down to individual versus breaker. Like if I can sell a card yep. for more than a hundred percent of comp, what's my obligation? Like, sure. where do I, where's the line drawn to where I'm a scumbag to, yep. I'm just the guy trying to make a little money. On and the you side. know, my answer is always with this and people hate this. Everybody always loves when you're critical, by the way, and they hate when I come back to this line, though, because I hear more crap about this. I'm a free market guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, again, just to use the real estate. Comps, we were just talking about this before. Comps on some things are 650 If I don't want to sell my house for 650 I want 750 Am I technically gouging on the market? Yeah, but you know what? It's my product. I'm going to charge what I want. And if the market, if it sells for that, then the market has dictated it's worth that. Now, in this market, again, it's a little bit different. However... If your market is dictating, we will pay more because it's coming from you. That's on the market. So, so do I think it's the greatest thing for the hobby? By no means. Like, I think it should be a little bit more in line with comps. But I also know, and, and people don't want to hear this either, and that's fine. There's a lot of overhead with these things. Now, that's the cost of doing business. I mm -hmm. don't care. Like, that's, I, I don't want to hear it as an excuse, but it is the truth. Yeah. However, if your customers are happy paying what they're paying and are going to continue to do so, that is what a free market is. Your consumers will choose what they want to pay. Yeah, do I, absolutely. Do I agree with it? No, because I, I tell you right now, I know I could charge more for my stuff. I, I, I just could. Very, especially in a PYT. You know how easy it would be to bury an extra $100, $200 a case? Sure. You, you could do it. So simple. Even in my repacks. Hey, every card that I put in there at $110 value, let's just say $125 over the course of a 50 bucks run, I've just made an extra $750. Bucks. Easy to do. I don't know if that math was right. 15. Doesn't matter. That's fine. We got the point. No one's going to check. 650 bucks. Um, but to me, my, my thought on business is I want to be in line with these numbers. But if other people don't agree, I don't agree with them, but their consumers do. My, so so I, I, I get, but if you're going to be critical, I can that, appreciate that. I get that too. I guess my thing, my overall point though is not all. And I mean this sincerely, none of it affects me. I, I don't buy into other people's repacks because I don't trust anybody, not backyard, not anybody else. That's mm -hmm. not a, an indictment on them. Yep. But if you do and you enjoy doing it, do what you like to do. I don't care. But That's... it doesn't really affect me. And the thought that it affects the card market or the singles market is ridiculous. I, I think it is actually the opposite of that. I think if anything, you're putting more liquidity in because you have a bunch of big guys doing this across the nation. That's mm -hmm. a huge influx of money coming in to dealers at card shows. That is a good thing, and I don't think that's questionable. Well, I think it comes but down— But the rest of your point is, is fairly— For me, I think it comes down to a buyer beware. You know, this Always. is— Always. What yeah. we can do with this show, with our microphone, is let you know what we see. And that's all it is. Because at the end of the day, what who we're not to tell you that this is right and that's wrong. I don't think that's like— a fair statement for us to say because of our personal feelings, because Mike sells, he has a little bit different point of view than what I would have. So maybe we don't have the necessarily same exact opinion on this, but 
I think your job as a listener is to go out, go to, if you like backyard breaks and you bought before and you trust and it got there fast and everything was great and you got a giveaway, by all means, we're not telling you to stop. But at the same time, you should at least be aware of what the situation is in case you haven't done your own due diligence. Because if you think, you know, a breaker in the card world isn't going to take advantage of you, you're absolutely wrong. The corporate world is going to take advantage of you, The let alone like the non-regulated sports card world. You like know, it's it is, going to happen. You know, it is regulated, though. What? SCN breaks. Oh, God, stop. Just hold off till the end. Plug. I don't know. I talked to you. I think I mentioned this last night when we were at your house. Did you see the Target thing? Like, where they're, like, the signs for Black Friday had one price. They removed (laughs) the sign, and the sale price is still the exact same price. I'm okay with it. People are taking, they're going to take advantage where they can. I just want the audience to know the facts. That's all it is. So I am totally, okay. I do want to talk about a couple different subjects now. Uh, By the way, Backyard Seabuzz, anyone you guys want to come on and talk, you're more than welcome to, to call in anytime. No problem. I, I want to talk about the baseball. Well, I got to talk about the Herbert thing. That TikTok we put out of me calling Herbert trash and all. I want a little context around this, and I want to expand on the point. Justin Herbert is trash as a card to buy, in my opinion. In general, almost across the board. Pull up their schedule, please, if you would. Chargers for the rest of the year. The Chargers are four and seven. My point with Justin Herbert is he is priced like a top-tier quarterback who is going to win Super Bowls because that is all that matters in that sport. I don't think he's anywhere close to that. That team is garbage. He is not. He is an extremely talented kid. There are times he is elite. However, he reminds me a lot of a Drew Brees type. And people get mad when I say this about Drew Brees, but it's the absolute truth. You put him against a subpar defense in a meaningless game, he will look like Tom Brady on steroids. Unbelievable. He will make throws you've never seen. He will light you up. You put him in big games, I don't think he performs well. Last night is a very small sample size, but it goes to show that point. Last night, that's a very good team you're playing in a primetime spot. What happens at the end of the game? You have a terrible delay of game penalty because you have no clue what's going on with the offense. That's Mm -hmm. an indictment on the quarterback. You take a horrible sack and strip sack when you're in the red zone and screw yourself there. I think if you're in the red zone, if not, they were close to it at the end of the game. And then the next time you take a sack on fourth down and turn over. Was this in the last quarter? Yeah, all the last oh, this, quarter. Dang it. This is, I had to go pick up my the granny guy, off the floor. She fell and I missed the last quarter of this I game. I was told your brother picked her up and you just showed up. Is that accurate? I got was there, on the floor I got got there five minutes before he, after he did and he had already picked her up. Yeah. Okay. She wasn't on the floor. <laughs> Now, people, oh, you're picking on one game. It's not one game. I've seen Justin Herbert do this before. Now, if you want to tell me if he was on another team, he'd be amazing. Fine. If I was six foot eight, I'd be in the NBA. Like, I don't play the hypothetical crap. I don't want to hear if you switched him with Brock Purdy, the Niners would be better. Because that's not what it is. He is in San Diego or whatever, L.A. now. Mm-hmm. Or not L.A. Are they Vegas? Where are the stupid Chargers? Yeah, I think Los it's Angeles. LA. Well, yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. He has, again, just this is just factual. He has not won a playoff game. He does not perform well against teams above 500. He has a losing record right now. They're four and seven. They have some really tough games coming up. They're going to win six or seven games this year total. Say whatever you want about him. He can be the most talented guy in the world. Well, you don't know the sport if that's what you see. Whatever. The truth of the matter is he is on a team that is not going to make the playoffs anytime in the foreseeable future unless something major happens. And based on the contracts they have, that's not going to happen. Show me one quarterback Mm -hmm. in the past who doesn't make big playoff games and have big playoff moments and wins that sells great. It doesn't happen. They do initially. Everybody yeah. does when they come out of the gate. I think Herbert, for that reason, is a trash investment. 
unbelievably talented quarterback. You want to say he can make all the throws? Fine. He also missed, by the way, yesterday. And yes, I'm being critical. He missed a huge throw to Keenan Allen at the end of the game as well that would have put him in, in field goal range. Are they winning the game still? Probably not. But I also only ever hear about that defense being terrible. The Chargers defense let up 20 points to the Ravens. They played pretty well. They kept you in the game. You had horrible turnovers. That is just a fact, though. He, he's better than... Guys were compared... Well, look what Burrow does. Burrow's been to a Super Bowl and an AFC Championship game twice now. There is no comparison there. One has big moments. The other doesn't. I don't care why. It doesn't matter why. In five years, it's not going to be... Well, you know, Burrow did not throw that many touchdowns in that Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, Burrow went to a Super Bowl. Because if he wins another one... It's going to be like, oh, well, he's been to two Super Bowls now. He went to another one. He won one. Like, those are the things that stand withstand the test of time. Rings and MVPs, of which Justin Herbert in his current situation is not going to sniff either. Okay. Let's, That's it. Can like, we talk about another one, another piece of content we what? did? Talking yeah, about another quarterback? Who? So let's say even a little bit less. We'll give you a little bit of leeway. 120 Hold on. Bucks when, when, was this, when was this? This was on October 16th. Month and a half ago? Okay. That number in my head, would I buy the DAC card for 120? My answer would be no. What's DAC selling for now? The prism. Last sale, granted that now I know what you're gonna say. There's only one, but the last sale, $234. What was the sale before that? The last one before that was $156. Still. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the only sale there's been since he had a phenomenal game the other day where he threw what do you have like four touchdowns? Okay. Just saying. Fantastic. See, that's actually a good example of, of a guy who's winning and playing great, but winning games. That makes a difference. Is, yeah, absolutely. There. Now, I still would not look. Six weeks ago, I still would I would still make the same decision now. There's a 50-50 chance I can sell that for the high number or I'm going to sell that for the 150. I, I still wouldn't have bought it back then. However, that's you fine. could easily make the point that, that you were correct about that. I would still stand by what I say, though. I wouldn't do it. Okay. Because I fair. still don't trust the DAC market. But, but that's a good point. But you know what we can at least all agree on? Jalen Hurts pricing is making a little bit more sense now in the sense that he hasn't gone up, but he is also one of the only quarterbacks hasn't gone down. who has not gone down over yep. the last six months. He, he is technically down like 3%, sure. but that's in comparison to like Joe Burrow, who's down 49%. Well, injury, Herbert down 43%. Okay, What's Allen? Uh, Josh Allen Because that's a better Burrow we got to throw out. Sure. Her- Herbert's valid. Sure, sure. I like Herbert. Josh Allen changing down 41%. Give me Tua. Tua is down 10, 15. Actually, no, two is up. Two is up 2%. So the same. Call that's a wash with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what they both have in common, those two? They're winning games. Neither yeah. one of them are as talented a position as Justin Herbert, by the way. I, I would willingly concede that. Really? They are both okay. no, they're not. Okay. Herbert's right, that's an elite fine. arm at times. They win games. I'm not gonna argue on that because I mean it's Jalen Hurts, not only is he great, but his team is great. Like Well, a- but even Jalen Hurts, he played like they could have very easily lost that game because of his turnovers and poor performance. He came back at the end and looked great, but that's why people are nervous about how high his ceiling is for that reason. Because what happens when he doesn't have the best team? Well, It's reasonable. You know what just happened, though? Please. As of today, I believe, Jalen Hurts is now front runner for MVP. Excellent. As he should be. Best team in the league by two games? Uh, Baltimore's 9-3. and Was yeah, that 10-1? 10-1, yeah. Yeah. Our game. yeah. But again, that's a team that is winning games coming off a Super Bowl. He is not already, unlike Herbert, he didn't come out of the gate unbelievably priced already at the top. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different situation. Yeah, absolutely. But it is just cool to see. Yep, I'm glad good. to see there. And the the fact that, because I think there was a comment in uh, the uh, mailbag about like Jalen Hurts not getting love. It's not so much that he's not getting love. I, I think the fact that he's just not 
as down as other quarterbacks is like that shows that he is actually getting a little love. So, which he should. Yep. Uh, I, I want to talk about the MVP, uh, the MLB Hall of Fame thing for a minute, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put that on there. I wasn't sure if you wanted to talk about that or not. Can you pull this up? The picture? Did I even send this to you? No. How can I get you to what's the easiest way? Uh, what, is it just the list of them or is this yeah. something else? I'll just pull up the list. But it breaks it down by like returning guys. Uh, so, yeah, you pull up the list. Let's talk MVP, uh, MLB Hall of Fame. At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the Gray Strandom Wing Chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. Add a berry blast off for your day with the new berry pebbles. A berry twist on a classic breakfast. Perfect for giving those growing minds a blast of creativity. <laughs> with the new berry way to pebbles. Yabba dabba do you with berry pebbles. Head to postpebblescereal.com to learn more. Yabba dabba do and the Flintstones and all related characters and elements. Copyright and trademark Hanna-Barbera. Okay, so here's your list of 2024 Hall of Fame ballots. You've got the returning candidates and the new candidates. Um, I will just say right now, anybody, and if you could have that page, that stat page you had a second ago, mm -hmm. I think it's your second tab. Yep. If you can have that on your computer screen, but not up here, is yep. that possible? Because mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give you a couple names. Okay. So first of all, put in Beltre, B-E-L-T-R-E, -E, Adrian Beltre. I'd like you to pull up his career stats. Any, he's a he's first year eligible. Anybody who doesn't have Adrian Beltre as a first ballot Hall of Famer, I rarely say this because I think it's such a dumb thing. You, you don't know anything about baseball, how the game works. You don't know what a glove is. You've never held a bat. <laughs> you, you're a total basement dwelling buffoon. How many career hits did he have? I want to say it was like 3,200. Uh, let's see. Hits was close, 3,166. Okay, how many home runs? Because again, not 500, but I bet he's pretty freaking, over 400, I guarantee. 477. Huge. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I also want his batting average career, please. The batting 290? average was... 298. 26. 286. Very good. Okay, now if you scroll to the top, it'll show you like accomplishments on the right side, all-star games, uh, gold gloves, all that stuff. How many gold gloves did he win? Oh. Uh, Five? I don't have that readily available. Hold on one second. Pull it up on the screen. I can show you where it's at if you want. Yep. Because it's on that page. Yep. 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 We're getting there, folks. Take a breath. It's a podcast, not a YouTube show. <laughs> We're trying. Okay. See over there on the right, the boxes where it says 29, 5, 29. Above that, five gold gloves. Move up yep. to the right slightly. Uh, to the right. Uh huh. There you yep. go. Okay. So five gold yep. gloves, four silver sluggers, four all stars. Adrian Beltre is a lock for a first ballot Hall of Fame. No question. Okay. Yeah. His card market is not going to get set on fire. He's a very forgettable Hall of Famer. He bounced around a lot of teams. As you can see, four All-Stars, not 18 like some of these guys. Locke is a Hall of Famer. I don't think there's another Hall of Famer on the list from first-timers. First Just to read through the list really quick. Jose Batista, no shot. Bartolo Colon's interesting. There was some suspicion. I don't know if he ever got suspended or not, but Colon had some suspicion with steroids. Won like 250 games, roughly. I could see him getting in, potentially, but the steroids is a factor. I just don't know. Okay. Adrian Gonzalez, Matt Holiday, Victor Martinez, no. Brennan Phillips, Jose Ramirez, uh, James Shields, absolutely not. Some guys were talking about David Wright. David Wright has some of the most underwhelming stats historically because he was injured all the time. 
as talented as anybody, David Wright is not getting in the Hall of Fame. Chase Utley, too. I, I know he's a second baseman. I don't think Chase Utley gets in. The other interesting one here is Joe Maurer. Now, people say, well, he's a catcher. We got to keep that in account when we talk about his stats. Mm-hmm. He also switched to first base for a number of years at the end. Joe Maurer eventually may, may get in. I don't think he should. But the only new candidate who is an absolute lock is Adrian Beltre. Now, what did you say about Matt Holliday? Because I'm just looking at his, just based on stats alone. Give me his, give me his he's career hits and bad. home runs. Career hits and home runs. So hits. Yeah. He has. An average. 2,096. Okay. Home runs, 316. Batting average was 299. Yeah, none of those are elite except batting average. So, so just to give you a clue, the gold it's 500 sta- is home runs, right? 3,000 typically and 500. Yeah. yeah, those are those are career stat making Hall of Fame or unbelievably historical. Like Andrew Jones has 10 gold gloves to me, Andrew, but we'll get to that. In a 300, second. you said batting average, or is that not a 300? Excellent. Yeah, yeah, but it is much, much less important than the other two. Okay. 500 home runs, unless you use a juicer, you're getting in. 3,000 hits, unless you're a juicer or Pete Rose gambling on baseball, you're getting in. Those are locks. 300 wins for a pitcher. Uh, He doesn't have any stat there that stands out that he's a Hall of Famer. Not not close. Now, the this is all how many can they choose i don't remember is there is there a number they forget. can choose with me okay yep because i was curious all right so other than him then if it's no one else on the new list so returning candidates yeah to me and i'm very back and forth with this andrew jones is a hall of famer not a first ballot guy but it's his seventh year he has 10 gold gloves over 400 home runs his average was crap hits and eh. to me andrew jones gets in now as does tory hunter Almost identical. One had more home runs and hits. The other had more hits and home runs. Both exceptionally great fielders. To me, you got to have the one thing that makes you great. To them, it was defense for both. And okay. also above average numbers offensively. Okay. So got those it. two guys are both in if, if I had a vote. Um, I don't know if they actually will get in, but I think they both should. Any suspicion? Uh, suspect? Uh, suspicion? Suspicion. That's the word of drug use. No, not not enough for either one of them. I think okay. most people would. Again, Andrew Jones played in the 90s. If you told me he used, fine. Yeah. If you told me Griffey used, I'd probably believe it. Okay. Anybody in that era, I just assume used. So I put in the back. So the guys to me that will knock it in that absolutely should, though, Alex Gonzalez and Manny Ramirez. Now, both have tested positive, not just suspicion. Both men suspended for steroid use. They are not getting in. In my Hall of Fame, it doesn't matter. Everybody used steroids, in my opinion. Everybody gets in if they were great. Sure. They're not going to. So I'm just taking them out of the argument. Omar Vizquel, I didn't realize this had some weird off-field history with like domestic violence or abuse or something. I'm uh, told by a couple of guys who actually have votes, there's no chance he gets in. So I'm throwing him off as well. To me, he's a Hall of Famer based on on-field. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the off-field. So he was the greatest defensive shortstop I ever saw. I never saw Ozzie Smith. Uh, but fine, t- let's take him off. Billy Wagner. He's a closer. To me, it's one of the least valuable positions in the field, in, in the game of baseball. I don't think he gets in. Uh, Carlos Beltran to me. Very good player. I never thought he was great. He has good numbers all, all time. He doesn't have anything great all time. Very yeah. good clutch hitter in the playoffs, especially. Not a Hall of Famer to me. And I'm only saying this because the Hall of Fame has traditionally come with a nice increase in value. So to me, the only guys realistically who are getting in this year, Adrian Beltre, Tory Hunter, depending on what his past stats have been. I don't know what his percentage was last year. Todd Helton to me is not a Hall of Famer, but I'm assured by two people with votes that he will be getting in because of his percentage has climbed every year. Have you talked to Mark? I'm just curious I, if we should have Mark on. Or we something. can absolutely have Mark on. I will yeah. not talk Mark about Fine Sand. Yeah, I will not speak to who I've spoken to. Oh, that's both. fine. Um, Todd Helton is absolutely getting in, I've been told. I, I, I thought Todd Helton was very good. Yeah. If you put his numbers at other periods of time, maybe. The period of time when he played, though, I never thought he was great. Give me well, his career Here's stats, the thing about the Todd Helton, though, is— And he, he played in Colorado. Did, 
He does have the highest percentage of return ballots votes. Yeah, like for him. seventy something. Yeah, and you got to get seventy five. He's getting in this year. Pull up Todd Helton's career stats because so I think- he has twenty five hundred hits. Very good. Three hundred and sixty nine home runs. Very good. And batting average three sixteen. Now that was now that's excellent. Yeah, that's good. That to me is a very good player. That is not a great player. Not in I that. I believe era. he has the highest batting average of anybody else, he other also- than. Francisco Rodriguez. He was a pitcher, so that doesn't make a whole that, lot of okay, sense. Okay, I was going to say, why no is problem. he, his stats are all weird. He, that he, make more here's sense. the other thing with Helton. Uh, five-time All-Star, good. Three-time Gold Glover, very good. Four golden, uh, four silver sluggers on a batting title. Oh, great. I think he is a, 1,400 runs, 1,400 RBI. I think he is a very good player. Yeah. He didn't do one thing great to me. He did oh, a lot yeah. of things very good, yeah. but for a, an entire career. Well-rounded, it sounds However, like. he is getting it. There's just no question. There's one person you've yet to name. It's like the only name I really... Well, I, know a few, I know a few names. Maybe you said it. I just Who? missed it. A-Rod. No, no. I said A-Rod and Manny. They're both drug users. They're not going to get in. You did say A-Rod yep, in there? They okay. both should. The other guy I think should get in, although I don't know what his percentage was last year, is Andy Pettit. 240-ish, 250 wins. Traditionally, it's been 300 in the past. I think 250 is the new 300. You just don't see pitchers last like they used to. Okay. To me, and, and you throw in his postseason resume... I think Andy Pettit should get in. But if you are looking for like, hey, who is probably going to get in because there will be a bump in value according to that uh, induction, Beltray is an absolute lock. Todd Helton is an absolute lock. Aside from that, I don't have a whole lot of uh, answers. Give me one second. All right, so just, just to give people a heads up too. So I'm actually looking at the list now. So last year's vote, Scott Rowland got in, obviously. So he's off the table. Helton had 72.2%. He's getting in. Billy Wagner had two, had 68.1%. I would think he's probably getting in this year as well. You know, the other guy I didn't even mention, Gary Sheffield. Sheffield, to me, is a Hall of Famer. 500 home runs, probably juice, but I don't care. The other guys, though, like Sheffield only got 55%. Beltran only got 46 uh, A-Rod and Manny, we don't care. Omar, Andy Pettit. Yeah, Andy Pettit has no shot. 17%. No shot yet. The Veterans Committee, maybe. Tory Hunter only got 6.9%. Andrew Jones got 58 That makes no sense to me. Those guys were almost identical players, in my opinion. Is there other news maybe that, because that's the only thing that I feel like it does not get factored in here is like personal life things that we yeah, don't Yeah, but neither one of them had any about. issues like that. Okay. You know, the other thing that helps though, baseball writers, they have to fill out their ballots. So there is, a, I think there is a minimum you have to vote for. You see guys, like as time goes on, mm-hmm. hey, this guy was 20. I guess that's always been my issue too. If for seven years, a guy wasn't a Hall of Famer, why is he a Hall of Famer now? If he was great, put him in. If he's not, I think that's only a Hall of Famer in comparison, right? Like that's how it's kind of judged. But and I like. guess that's the issue. But that's a whole issue with the whole thing. Like to me, though, if Todd Helton, because you have to be retired five years and then on the ballot, this is Helton's twelfth year yeah. out of the league. He wasn't good enough for the Hall of Fame in twelve years. He's not a great player. Don't put him in. Well, and they can come back with no one, right? Like you can have no I think one they go in. Can but I don't think it, okay. I think it rarely happens. But that's why I, I just think this is. I think it's just a Hall of Very Good at this point, which is another argument. But in terms of card pricing. Again, just to be very clear, it looks like Helton and Beltran. Beltre, Carlos, uh, Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton. Get it right, That's you it. marble mouth. I don't think anybody um, else has a shot. Billy we, Wagner, but who cares? I am curious. Well, if you have anything else to talk about uh, on this subject, you can. I was going to just pull up Scott Rowland and just see what his pricing did after the the win. Because this would, it would have been... When he did got they in choose? last year. Yeah, yeah. But is it around this time? Like I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I am curious to know what that would have done. Um, but that's fine. While you're doing that, by the way, you can look that up. There's another quick 
this will just be a two-line sentence. Uh, people make noise every year, this time of year, when they get reported that it'll be 1099s going out for taxes. Just to be clear, guys. Dude, you're still in my stories. Oh, it's not even a story. This comes up every single year. I don't know why this is a story ever. It, I find it more interesting that they've delayed it every, like, for the last, what? It's been at least since, I think feel like since we started the podcast, this was a topic on, like, the first year of, like, hey, by the way, if you have a PayPal, Venmo, well, PayPal's Cash been, App. But PayPal sent 1099s for years now. I know, but it's not, like, an enforceable thing Absolutely. at this point. As far as, like, if it's, it's a 1099K. Then what's the the whole? $600 I think Venmo thing? and Cash App. It's new this year. No, it? they specifically the the article on CBS specifically said PayPal too. So I don't know. Yeah, I I just you know how you make this easy if you're doing business in the yeah, car world. I mean, just pay your you? taxes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why this is such a thing every year. It just frustrates. But me. it is a thing. It's nonetheless everybody talks about it around this time of year. So hey, you know the other thing. Well, are you do you have that yet? Do you want me to do one more talk? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't I, want to delay. No, you. I pulled up a few. Uh, I, it's kind of hard to say because there's nothing in uh card letter specific to one card of his. So he did have a nice jump. I'll tell you that. Like, and, and a lot of guys, Roland was a perfect candidate of guys. Like we kind of liked him when he played, he was kind of a, kind of an under, you know, like a second tier fan favorite. Uh -huh. When this happened, a lot of guys, like, Hey, I want to go out and get an auto or a nice, a nice MVP of, or a nice rookie guard of him. Okay. You could see some activity. Okay, cool. Here's the other topic I want to just touch on real quick. Our buddy, Nate Burns over at grand slam collectibles. Uh, he does these. He does like his daily walks and he does his live videos, gives a lot of sports card advice as, as a collector, as a business owner. It's not just like buy this guy, don't buy that, whatever. And pretty historically accurate. Like Burns, if you see him selling stuff, you should probably be selling. When you see him buying stuff, he's just been doing this a lot longer than me even. He's been very successful at it. He posted this yesterday. If you're looking for some free advice in the sports card industry, from experience, these last few shows and tracking PWCC, Alt, Golden, so all the big shows, if you have five-figure cards, sell them. Ignore what they were worth at one time. They will continue to drop in 2024. I happen to agree with that. I think people will be very hesitant and skeptical to buy five-figure cards. Now, but the thing that wasn't mentioned in that is, like, if you're a long-term holder— I mean, really, I don't. I don't know if this is the necessarily the best time, unless you think that the market never comes back. Like, unless That's a this fair is point. it. I didn't think about that. Um, stick with thirty, or I think he meant three hundred, but thirty to a thousand dollar cards with eye appeal. Another tip to keep in mind: currently, don't think everything is results oriented. This is a great point. Uh, just because X player is playing great doesn't mean his NTRP will rise. It just won't go down as much as others in comparison. Now, that Very does true, seem to be right? true. Like, even Jalen Hurts playing great, 10-1, best team in the league, he's down 2%. Like, yeah. that is a very accurate point. I do think, though, when you have guys like Nate, because he's one of the people who would be in the market for five-figure cards, mm -hmm. I think there's probably— Now, if you're like, hey, I have a $10,000 card that I'm never going to sell, it doesn't apply to you. I think this is more to the guys who kind of are actively buying and selling and, yes, PCing and collecting, but flipping to, to kind of fund that. Yeah. Because he is a shop owner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, in I, case you don't know, he has his own shop. Yep. That's, I, I think he's pretty, I, I again, look back at the things he said. I think in general, he's pretty correct about these statements. I thought that was cool he came out with that. So. Yeah, that is cool. Um, there you go. We do have uh, new releases, just a couple of them, but we can at least touch on them real quick. Oh, there was one. The only other thing I thought was interesting, if you guys didn't see, um, so Eric Whiteback reposted this, but Deep Fried Breaks was the one who. Blake uh, Bollinger, my yeah, boy. Yeah, Blake was the one who originally pulled this. It's an error card, but it's I've never seen this, and I was curious if you'd ever even heard of this. It's a card that has the a tops card on the front. It's a Vlad iconic and insert out of Bowman. On Chrome. the back, it's got a guy 
I, I his name is like Clark Philip the Third. He, he's on the Falcons, but it's a Panini card. Tops on front, Panini on the back. It does just raise some questions. It was actually interesting. Someone in the comments was like, you know, is this going to add more to the lawsuit for Panini? Like that, you know, Tops is not, or they're making mistakes or whatever the case may be. And they uh, tagged Paul Lesko, the hobby lawyer guy. And he did say that this is more than likely, well, he said definitely going to be in that lawsuit now added in there as like just another mistake being made. So I don't know. It, it, I mean, we were told last year that they bought the manufacturing plant that's making the cars. Yeah, which is, if they own it and that plant happens to make both companies. Yeah. I don't know why this is such, I, I don't know. But the, you got to think like how to, there's no, I, I have to imagine there's no way that's a one-off thing. Like we haven't seen anymore. Yeah. But and I mean, we've like, seen stuff like that in the past. Like people will, well, maybe not in the front and back, but like people pulling a Panini card from a Topps baseball product. Like that's happened because again, manufacturers and the Packers. I know that happened sometime recently, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this goes back to, again, if anybody knows of anyone in those printing facilities, would love to interview some of them. They don't have to give away any secrets. I just they would love to know. They're like the most exclu- elusive people. It's wild. <laughs> like you, you can never, you don't ever hear from these people. It's, it's funny. Someone DM me at least the name of a facility. I'll start looking through LinkedIn for any employees. and I'll just start reaching out individually. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Um, new release. So I think there's only two things that you would necessarily care no, about. There is well, only one, one thing that you would care about. Two that I will talk about. But 2023 Panini Donruss Football Hobby Box. Now, I actually think this is pretty cool in the sense of we keep talking about how more expensive uh, Panini football or basketball has been in comparison to baseball. We've been doing those ROI. Uh, how segments. much is this one? How much? Any thoughts? Two twenty. Two forty four. I think it's grossly overpriced for what it is. Why do you say that? I'm just curious. The cheap base product. Well, I mean, like, if you go back to, say, the year with, um, who was it? Trevor Lawrence, 2021 product. So it was like uh, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. Everybody was considering for a long time that Don Russ card to be their, you know, the rookie card well, or there, the main one. Well, there was like a three-month period where the PSA 10s were selling for 2000 Did you see that, by the way? That Mac Jones Don Russ base rookie that sold multiple times over eighteen hundred dollars uh-huh. is officially lost ninety nine point seven percent. It's a twelve dollar card. I don't know who would pay twelve dollars for it. Now, I did see the pricing on so it. So that but was I for mean, like a couple months. That wasn't like yeah. an actual hobby trend, but for a couple months, it was like, hey, these are the rage. But that's why I think like it's this has got um, the inserts, the downtown inserts. It's got um, what is the other one that's popular? Uh, Marvel, I think, is in there too. Yeah, the Gridiron Mar- Marvels. I don't know. Sure. I think it's, a, it's a fun product. I, I think that's way too expensive. Okay. I think this is a product that should be 165 bucks. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I wish everything was like really super cheap, but I mean, this is for a football product that has inserts that go for value that people seem to hold on to. I don't know. It doesn't seem that out of this world, but who yeah, am I? Just, that's you're, why, the, you're the expert. That's why I'll I struggle with it again. I'm like, you know, I can't pull autos of the big guys. I may be able to pull their inserts, which is fantastic. CJ Stroud, by the way, is a, Unbelievable. He almost let that come back yesterday against uh, Jacksonville again. I hope more than anything that team sneaks into the playoffs because I think they would be awesome to watch. That kid gets it. He plays huge in big moments with a very underwhelming roster. I think CJ Stroud's awesome. I think there's, you know, you want to change. But I also think the sentiment on this class has changed a lot in the last month anyways. Will Levis? Oh, yeah. Very average. Mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson, obviously, still done for the season. Bryce Young, atrocious. I don't know. I, CJ Stroud's amazing, and I can't pull his autos. So I that's why in general this year I'm kind of like I, I just don't get the football pricing. I don't I, even that product. I don't get. 
Okay. We got boxes allocated to us, only six. How many boxes are in a case? Is that a 20 box case? Oh, is it? Isn't it a massive case? I could be wrong. I thought it was or 18. We got six boxes allocated to us from distribution. The rebuy price was 195. We passed. So we won't even have a full case of it. Really? I wasn't going to pay 195 for that. I think it's a terrible buy for us because then we have to mark it up to what? 230, 240 to sell it. I think it's terrible. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't have the case for some reason. I can't find it. I wonder if they're just not. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll look that up. Um, the, the other product that is coming out this week is a Star Wars product. Here's again, I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when we were doing like a PWCC uh, weekly review. I was high on the 18, Star Wars card. Real quick, 18 bucks. It case. is 18. Yeah, I think it was a weird one. Sorry. So I was high on Star Wars just because like we've seen some recent comps do really well for Star Wars stuff. I was looking at card letters um, indexes. So, you know, just showing what segments of the hobby have done really well this year or, or have done Star the Wars worst. Star Wars has to be on fire, right? Have have done the least worst, I think is typically how we're going to describe that. Um, but Star Wars is number one uh, over the last month. It's up 20% this last month. That Year last to auction. date, it is up 29%. There's only three segments, uh, Star Wars, wrestling, and entertainment cards that are actually up year to date. I'd be curious if you took away those five cards that sold that last auction for like 8,000. Remember we were talking about like 8,000%? Yep. I wonder what. Well, it, was. it wasn't 8,000 at that time. It, it was from 10 years ago. Yeah, it was from but 10, I, I just 13 mean, years ago. If you ago. took away those couple sales, I think that market is so small still compared mm-hmm. that a few sales like that are like a major impact. So it makes me Maybe. wonder. Um, by the way, though, this was weird to me. Uh, Tops Star Wars Finest 2022. You know how much those boxes sold for? Are selling for rather on blowout. Star Wars same 2022. Exact, Star Wars finest. Same product, but last year. But last year's product. Well, this one is selling for 150. So I don't know, like 175? 275. Really? I don't know enough about it, but I'm curious. Like, were there big time signers last year? The What's 2022 the product. Yeah. Here's the thing. I I did talk to Are you. Do you want some of this? I can get you a case. <laughs> well, that's we can talk about that later. I can't say anything without divulging any information. So, um, okay. okay. So you're but thinking yeah. about it. Well, I, I, I don't understand why it's the same thing. Two hits per master box with one autograph. One. These special. are things I'm gonna have to bone up on. That's a fact. Don't ever say that again. Mailbag. Um, we've got a nice little mailbag. Number of uh, newer guys I haven't seen in here before. One we have seen. It was very just a nice thing he said. Jamie Sanders says, "Hope you guys are doing well." He says, no episode on Thursday confirmed for me just how much I love the show. I thought that was a very nice thing he said. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, He's a nice man. Jason Schoenbacher, are the OTE Overtime Elite cards good for prospecting NBA stars, similar to Bowman in baseball? I don't think so because no one cares about him. Okay. Prospecting in baseball is because you have years of a person in, a, in, a, in the minor league system. There's a huge distinction. There's a, that is the most established market to me in all of, of all of wax breaking, but with basketball, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, a, yeah. this year, like the Thompson kid, I Asher, feel like it's Thompson. building though. There is interest building, well, especially when you have like two guys. I think both those kids, Asher and I think his brother is Amen. I think I think they're both like top five, top ten draft picks, and and the one kid is playing unbelievable this year. Okay, but I think the thought is just like even if that happens, it's like cool. So I'll just go buy his rookie card. Yeah. So I, I don't think so. Okay. But 
Something to keep an eye on for sure. Ruben Mitchell, uh, would y'all have bought any of the $9,000 Tiffany Pokemon necklaces to flip he sent or hold? Because they're selling for like 15000 yeah. 20000 now, right? Well, I think that like right after it sold out, they were already selling for 16000 It was like 9000 initially and then 16000 Makes me question society in general. I kind of love it. <laughs> I think it's very- Scares me even more. I think it's cool. Yep. Michael Seenfron, uh, haven't heard from him in a little bit. He says, is sealed wax still safe? slash a good investment at this point. Given how much wax prices have climbed in recent years, I'm wondering if there's still room for growth or if the potential is capped with the little room for profit. I think it's good to buy if you have time. Do I think it comes back at some point? Absolutely. But I don't think it's like a short term, hey, in two months, I'm going to be able to flip this. Because the breaking world is still relatively slow right now. Now, some of that's because people are waiting on draft to bone up on draft. Um, But I think a lot of guys are just kind of spent for the year. Yeah. So I, if you have time, sure. But it's one of those buy it, throw it in the closet, forget about it for six months to a year. Okay. And be um, selective with redemption stuff as well with the product. Davey Jennings actually has a few comments. The first one, though, is he is requesting, and I was thinking this the other day, we need to have our favorite Irishman from Soccer Cards United back on the podcast. I'm down so, on Jason. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really hate those guys. I've never been invited um, on their show, so I got to get sick of I was of thinking ex- about that, too. Yeah. I was, I, that's why I wanted to have him on, so we could ambush him and be like, why never get an invite? I don't, so. I don't believe in violence. I think that'd be a fun cage match. Oh, tag team cage match. You would have to go in, though. I'd have to take Jason. I'm mean, I could take them both, so I'm just saying. You like, think I think you could take f- them both? I don't know. Enzo feels. I, I feel like Enzo's. Uh, he has that serious nature to him where he just be doing, he'd just come out. He'd attack like a spider monkey. Okay. David Jennings is goes J- on is to Jason talk. Jason taller than you or not? <laughs> I think he said he's six three, six four, something. He's very close to he my height. Yeah. He hunches too. He stands like your grandfather. He's always kind of hunched over. Well, he had osteoporosis. So. Well, Jason doesn't. That's what no, I'm saying. I don't think so. Well, Jason. do we know? If Jason stands Early up straight, onset? we'll have him back on. Okay. We could have him back on in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, let's do it. By the end of the year, before we're fired by Spotify and the ringer, sure, yeah. we'll have him back on. Uh, he wants to talk about F1 specifically. I do oh, that's right understand up there. that's doing soccer, pretty bad. Soccer Cards United. Make sure you listen to them. Actually, some of the few people in the space we like. Yeah, they're good guys. Jeff Howe, if you're going to put in a TLDR, which Jeff, I'm so happy you did. What? Too long, didn't read. Um, oh. That's it's typically just like a, uh, a summation of whatever the paragraph was. He says, can fanatics have a defined tier system of products to show that there's something for everyone in the hobby and not everything is junk wax 2.0? Yeah. So in other words, something like tops, the pro debut patch is being in an update product now. Yes. It's a relatively cheap product, Chrome update, but all of a sudden you've got this. It's like, well, yeah, that even stuff like that to me, though, the market is way bigger than it's ever been. Things are now serial numbered like they never were before in the junk wax era. It just, it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't understand this whole junk wax thing. Are there junk products? Sure. Are there some products that are printed way too much? Absolutely. But in general, the market reflects it. Like, I just think people, when things get cheap because they're overprinted, it's like, great, we can buy the stuff cheap now. Let's rip it. Davey Jennings again comes back. He says, with Jesse's deep dive into nostalgic cards, what TV series or movie from the past or present would he like to see made into cardboard? He says, Astro Boy, He-Man, All in the Family, Family Matters, etc. I mean, who wouldn't want a Waldo, Geraldo, Waldo, Auto card? I will say, he, the Family Matters oh. in my house was a hallmark. You, you guys were big Family Matters? That was like yeah. on... Um, that's one of the few I remember. TGIF, I believe. Yeah, that's one of the few I remember watching as a kid. Yeah, it definitely was all about uh, Stefan Urkel. I thought he was kind of my hero. Um I would love to see a lineup of like 90s Nickelodeon that included 
you know, like the act, it could be both the cartoon and real life series. So you got like, Hey Arnold, you got autos from the actors who did the voices. You got uh, salute your shorts. Oh, you yep. got, I remember that all that oh, character. Hey, what was the ranch one? Hey, dude, yep. it's a little wild, it's a little strange. I do remember that a little bit. When you make a home out on the range. You know, the other one I remember the most. Start your horse and come along. Step by step. You can't get it right if you can't hold on. Singing. yippee ki <laughs> I know I've made um, <laughs> remarks in the past that came across as insensitive. Uh -huh. No. You? If there were a heart episode during that song, just uh -huh. for a second, not yeah. a full-blown heart attack. Like a flutter? Like a, like a hiccup? Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch. I'd let it happen for a minute. I'd, I'd and then I'd like, you know what? You good? And I'd let you take one big gasp. Maybe like, you know what? I'm good. Like that. Like you yeah, just choked. Just that. And then if you said you were good, I'd be, I'd be okay with it. But I wouldn't hate it. Step by Step was a TGIF, not a Nickelodeon, just so we're all on the same page. Um, TGIF was ABC, right? Oh, uh, yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. That, the only reason I got to watch that is because we, ne we never had cable. Well, you must have watched Boy Meets World on there too, right? Because that was part of TGIF lineup. ABC? Yeah. If I was getting it with the satellite, I was watching it. Oh, you guys had satellite? Well, the satellite. Like or antenna. An oh, antenna. 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 I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. I distinctly remember having tinfoil on top of that too. That works. It's a, it's there But we got ABC. Yeah, what else was there? A step-by-step. -step. Did you get Boy like Meets PBS World. anything like Who Arthur? Who was Topanga? Was that Boy Meets World? Yeah. Oh, okay. speaking of, did you she's see that? She's signing for tops. She's signing for tops because she threw out that first pitch and everyone, I think it's like a very popular thing. That's a big thing. crush. You know, I do remember Saved by the Bell though. But I wonder if I watched that at Grammy and Grampy's. No. Because they had we had cable at their house. Was Saved by the Bell, was that a TGIF thing? That's what I mean. It might not have been, but that might have been when we were living with them. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that one A lot as of Pat well. Sajak and, uh, oh, what's the other guy's name? Oh, uh, Bob Barker. Nope. Pat oh. Sajak. Oh, the... And Jeopardy host. Vanna. Alex oh, Trebek. Trebek. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. Miss him every day. I'm trying to think of the... Oh, you know what else I did watch a little bit of when I was young, too? This was definitely Grammy and Grampy's Cable. Or Dad's uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Now, that is a Snick show. That's a Nickelodeon, but it was like Snick, which is like a later night show. Are You Afraid of the Dark was one of my favorite yeah, shows. That yeah. one scared the crap. The kid it had the, like the Roundhouse. Nerd, that nerd with the glasses, when he told his stories, oh, he was always the really scariest. good. Yeah. Yep. He became oh. a serial killer. Well, he was talking from experience. You know. <laughs> Can we get him on the show? <laughs> oh, we've, uh, you know what? We only got a couple more. Let's go through I this. will say, Pop Century stuff like that, though. I bought the four autograph thing from Goodfellas. I really want the one with De Niro on it. I don't see any currently listed. It's from Leaf Decadence. I don't know when I'll have the chance to buy Who it. Who has it? Give it to him. Just it, do it It was it listed already. for a while, but it's not on the eBay anymore. So Holy cow. Someone went buck wild in this thing. All right. No. Nope. We're not going to go through more. all of these. A couple but more. Let's go. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, this is not a question, but it is something I want to bring up for a future show and something I'll throw out to the audience. So Dave uh, Sisitica says he's... Uh, he wanted to. He suggested a segment where we have local card shop owners from around the country kind of come oh, on yeah. and give I, their. I did like this. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> Dave messages to us on Facebook the other day. Yeah, kind of give their take of what are they seeing in their card shops, not just like I would like not to the, know, not just a breaker exactly, point of view. not I a breaker point fair. of view, but like just yep. to see what they are actually seeing as far as sales, traffic. I would. I'd be curious. Is there more traffic but less sales? Both equally up, both equally down. Yeah. So if you and I, I told him and I mentioned in the post. If you want to nominate somebody, if we get like somebody who's overwhelmingly agreed on, like, hey, yeah, have this guy, we'd love Here, to. Here's the only thing: uh, we can make a post about this too. Like, yeah. hey, we want to get your card, your LCS guy on, nominate him. Here's the caveat: they have to be uh, content savvy. 
Yes. I don't need a, an 80 year old calling me from a flip phone <laughs> and it just being static. Like it, that's, that's the one thing they got to be I, yeah. able to make decent audio, decent content with us. So but yeah, please we, we, use best judgment. We'll, we'll make a post in the group though. I think that's a cool thing. We'll do the everyone tag tonight to take everybody off. We'll drop the link to the show. And there Hey, you go. by the way, Mention, yeah. Tell us yeah I'm, I'm good with that. Yep, I agree. And if you don't know the name, just like put the local card shop and put the owner or something. Yeah, but, yeah that's easy yeah. enough to do. And tag them if they're in the group. Most Ooh, of them are. There you 130,000 people. I know. That group is killer. Uh, Mike Pulsifer says, uh, am I the only one seeing local card shops with better deals than the big online shops this past weekend? The only thing about this thing is it was Black Friday. So I don't know if we're just saying in general, but I do know we went, we walked into Sheps, the local card shop here. They were very busy. They opened two hours early, so they were busy the whole time. They had a wheel to spend if you spent more than fifty dollars. You thought they I might have been foul, cheated. You thought they might have been <laughs> by a play. little girl. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, I'm sure she she was fine. Well, they, off air, you had some very <laughs> colorful remarks. So. You know what though? My daughter did pull. I got her three packs oh. of Pokemon. She pulled out like if this grade's a ten. It's a $350 char- full, Charizard. I knew what it was. Full too. art. Yeah. Weren't you impressed by that? The fact that Mike had heard of a full art Pokemon Full card, art Charizard. Pretty good. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I will say this too, though. You are also starting to see this happen yesterday. I got tagged in a thing. Mm-hmm. Fairly decent sized breaker on Facebook posting just boxes and cases for sale. Like we've been seeing this recently because a lot of guys were in a downtime right now. Yep. Not a lot of new exciting releases. So people are laying off in general. And the market is, is at a cool point. I think a lot of guys are in trouble with inventory. Like, hey, I got to get these bills paid. Yeah, especially around holidays. You are definitely starting to see that. So maybe there's an opportunity for good buys, though. But again, I wouldn't buy it with the thought I'm going to flip it. But I will say the flip side of that is when you're in a spot like me and Eddie, which we're fortunate to be in, our inventory is paid for when we get it. We've got stacked shelves. We actually had a busier week this past week than we've had in a while. Oh, cool. Uh, That's good. Because it was like, I think guys were like, yeah, we're not really seeing other people post breaks as much. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we we had a good week. It was kind of nice. Um, Andy Rossman says, do you think Otani will get a bump from signing a big contract with a new team? Depending on the team. Absolutely. Yeah, like he goes to the Dodgers. That. Huge. The Yan- I don't think he's going out to the East coast, but like Dodgers, uh, Yankees, Cubs. The only thing is they Mets, did, Red Sox. I heard him make a statement about like, if you are, if it starts getting rumored, like he's going to go to this team, basically that's a demerit to that team. Like he does not want to go where they're starting to talk about no, it. I, I don't know how I what truth there no, is. No, never mind. You're out. <laughs> Kids in commercials all over the place, but if you rumor where I'm going. That's his I ha- choice, I have though, been right? told, though, he's staying out west. So if he goes uh, to the Padres, the Dodgers, even the Mariners, like the Mariners are relatively, yeah. I mean, they're all better than, that's the nice thing about leaving the Angels. The Angels stink. What if he goes to Oakland? Well, not Oakland A's Vegas? anymore. Vegas. Oh, yeah, that would be rough. <laughs> what if he's like, I'm going to turn this team around similar Moneyball style. Yeah, I'm going to the, yeah, well, the A's. Yeah, I was going to say, who's crap? Yeah, cool. Mike Perell. Um, uh, personally, by the way, oh, yeah. just because just I think this would be the, I think this would be awesome to see. I'd like to see him go to Seattle. I think him and J-Rod and that whole young squad they've got Ooh. there would be awesome to see. Then you get those Griffey Otani dual <gasps> auto cards. I know. <gasps> Uh, Mike Pirelli, I believe. J- oh, he was the one who asked about the Jalen Hurts MVP. Yep, there you go. Uh, let's do one more. Shane seven. Brooks. There's a lot of other, like, go quick. Let's I would say we've had a, a ton of, rapid like, n- new people asking questions, which I love. Can you rapid fire a few? 
I don't I maybe I'll one. rapid fire a few. Okay. Uh, Shane thought. Brooks, non-sports question with the multiple releases of MTG in pop culture, Lord of the Rings, Doctor Who, He-Man, etc. Is there any value in buying and holding sealed product from these sets? Yeah, you just saw it with Star Wars. I mean, there's certain, look at the- Certain look, ones. Look at the history. I do think Star Wars has such a, um, uh, there's already so much attention around cards specifically for that uh, sector of the entertainment world. That yes, that makes sense. But there are others where it's like if this is like a an especially like if it's a, a an older set like He Man, I don't foresee that really gaining a lot of value unless something Who's big happens. He Man was such a even as a kid, I was like, why is this dude running around with long hair and underpants? Yeah, I mean maybe <laughs> Doctor Who is like maybe that would be bigger in England. That's a question we can ask our soccer cards united guys. But yeah, I don't After know. After the cage match, we'll talk about He-Man. now the the Lord of the Rings one is interesting because that one actually, even after they hit that million dollar, you know, one ring card, that product still maintained good. really good pricing up until like, I've been following it until maybe the last week or two is when I stopped looking at it once a week. But yeah, and they're about to come out with a, a expansion to that set too. So that's the one, you know, it's funny. That's the one trilogy I thought for sure we'd see them Star Wars. Like, I, like oh, for a card set? They may going, still. Well, no, no, no. Well, they did. No, I mean, Magic did. No, no, no. I'm saying that's the one I thought they'd be like, hey, we're going to go prequel. We're going to have some offshoots. We're going to have the the continuation of the series. Like, I thought oh, we'd see like more, new, mo- brand more new. movies. I think there's so many oh, people we that, had are, that What was that Prime thing? That's the thing. They they have done that. And technically, Hobbit, they turned into three movies, oh, that's which that's tr- like I'm the stupid. shortest of yeah, all the books. Yeah, so there is a prequel. That was a, I'm, I forgot about Hobbit. Now, do you want to delete that? No. See, when okay. I make a mistake, Don't I'm okay you leaving dare. it. Don't you I have, dare. I have thick skin. <laughs> You okay. are thicker than me, but I have thick skin. Salvatore Wheeler. Can anyone stop that, the speaking Eagles? Of, hey, by the way, speaking of rapid fire, we God, both took nine I minutes know. to answer that question. Okay, now rapid fire. Go. Salvatore Wheeler. Can anyone stop the Eagles? Is Jalen the MVP? Best team in the second half of the game all year long. How does winning affect Hurts value? Okay, so obviously if he wins a Super Bowl, it's huge. But I think that's the point where we have to see him. He has to win a, at least get to or win a Super Bowl. Can anybody stop him? Yeah. I mean, the 49ers are very, very good. Uh, and they also have a very difficult second half of the season. And as I've always said, I don't trust the Cowboys to win two in a row when it counts. The Cowboys can beat anybody in the league one game, including a playoff game. So I'm optimistic. I think they're probably going to win the NFC, but I think the Niners are right there. Next. I kind next. of love this next question. Uh, I, I love the, the PS. Carlos Rodriguez, with an S at the end, says, with college cards becoming more normalized into the hobby than previous decades, what long-term effect do you see this having on players' pro debut rookie cards? None. Because the majority of people are still just going to chase the pro card, the actual rookie pro uniform card. I do wonder but if it did- affects that card. It may not, like you just said, but I do think it still means— it, I don't think it means that you're not going to see a positive effect on those college cards. I think those can yeah, be separate and still Look, we saw well. it this year. Bowman's best university, Bowman Chrome University. People liked them. Not maybe, a huge contention of people, but some did and really liked them. Maybe if the college continues to grow in its own right and its own popularity, maybe there does become a time where that does affect it. But in the right now, it doesn't seem like that. Correct. Um, he did want to point this oh out. I just God. thought this was interesting. I just learned something. I thought the audience would like to know. If someone has a Hispanic name, like Rodriguez in his case, and it ends with an S, oh. usually he said the Hispanic-sounding name that you, uh, means that person, if it ends with an S, is portrait. Portuguese I knew descent, this. or Brazilian. Yeah, I actually, it's funny. That's I knew that. Did you know that? That's a, well, especially back in Lawrence, like you could, you could people very much like no, you oh. can tell by the last name almost always. Uh, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Portuguese. Yep. Okay, that was a thing. I don't know why, but that was a thing. Yep. Ian Hawkins, how I do am, you feel I am about well cultured? 
as opposed to you over there, white bread. Middle, <laughs> oh, middle America, never left Tennessee. You, Have you ever lived out of Tennessee? Yes or no? You ever lived out of the South? No. Okay. I used to stay at a ranch in Texas, and I'd hunt up. I think you would agree that once you move to God's country, there's no reason to move out. You wouldn't have any idea. I've never lived anywhere else. I've lived in Texas for several months. This is a joke. Ian Hawkins, how do you feel about Shoei Otani pricing? I've picked up a few things for the PC and have come back to somewhat realistic pricing, uh, but do you think he goes lower after a slight spike for signing with a new team? So I mean, there'll be, signs, a sp- there'll be a spike when he's like we just talked about, but I think he'll maintain that in general because they're also going to have the season start up again. Buying right now is probably a good thing for Otani if you're if you're willing to hold it for a little bit. Well, uh, no, last enough. question because we're terrible at, at <laughs> we're both terrible at rapid fire. Low Pop wants to know Fanatics plans to go public. They need to. He, he should have put in if Fanatics. I don't know if that's official, but he says they've talked about the IPO for a while. Yeah. but I don't, I don't know the actual standing of it. He says they need to inflate customers as much as possible. Pump it up. I don't know. Okay. I guess that wasn't really a question. So I'm glad, I, I, I'm glad we ended mailbag with a statement because that isn't factual. That was good. <laughs> I like Lopuff, though. He's a good member of the group. I, that's the thing. I thought we were going to get some grade A content. But I, I don't know when that IPO is actually launching or if it is launching. It's all, it's been rumored. It's been speculated. I don't know if it's a real thing. So I okay. have no idea. Well, there you go. We'll I, be back on Thursday. That, that I know. That is a 100% a fact. Yep. And uh, maybe we'll have uh, Sports Cards United on. Soccer Cards United, excuse me. They will have both. (laughs) Maybe we'll get both of them on. There you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Me, Jesse, and Carlos will be back on Thursday. Bye. Goodbye.